This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In CISO. Hello, welcome to Seagull Social Season 4, Episode 29. Not quite as upbeat as last time, but it's alright, it's okay, I think we're just about over it. But I'm here with Ben and Maz. Um, ben, you're shaking your head already about being over it. How are you, mate? Yeah, oh mate, I'm buzzing, you know, we, we won a trophy last night, um, uh, Adingra. We're not going to talk about Tottenham, we're just simply Big just going to talk about the AFCON final. So if you're Ivorian and Nigerian, welcome to the Seagull Social Podcast. It's going to be an AFCON special, and we're going to avoid any mention of Tottenham, because... That did not happen. And not only can I not remember anything from the game, it just didn't happen in general. Fair enough. I mean, to be fair, yeah, we need to talk about Simon um, winning another major trophy as a Brighton player. It's insane in the space of only about a year. But before we do all that, Maz, mate, how are you? How are you feeling after the heartbreak at, at Tottenham? Yeah, very frustrating. The, the amount of messages I got from Spurs fans was quite infuriating. Um, but... We move. Uh, we're still, what, ninth in the league. Uh, we are still within touching distance of Europa. It's not all doom and gloom. You know, I think we're three points off uh, the seventh spot or sixth spot. Um, so, yeah, it's not all doom and gloom, lads. It's obviously not ideal. It was very frustrating to lose in that manner, to lose so late on. It was pretty disgusting. But, yeah, it's not the end of the world. But I'm not happy, of course, as I don't think any Brighton fans are. But mm. here we are. Do you know what it. could have been even worse? Like, I guess what could have been even worse than experiencing that goal in the stadium? Being in the home end. I was in the Tottenham wall um, on my own. Um, How? So imagine, <laughs> Why? Imagine when that when that goal went in, when everyone was kissing and hugging each other, and I just stood there like, <laughs> really, this just fucking happened. I managed to hold myself quite well, because it seemed, it was quite an equal, oh, that's only the, what, the second time I've ever done that in my life. Um, it is quite easy. Uh and then that's quite funny actually. I bumped into the guy I sat next to on the tube back, even though we had stayed in like around Tottenham for like a couple of hours. Um, and I was like, "By the way, I'm a Brighton fan." He was like, "No, you're joking." I was like, "No, genuinely, I'm a Brighton fan." And then showed him my Deserby wallpaper, and he was like, "Oh, fair play." I literally had no idea. But yeah, that Did was you have really the Deserby tough. wallpaper in the stadium. No, so I switched it to just something standard. And then had to turn. You also, it. I didn't realise. I had my um, I had my bro- I had my uh, obviously my phone open. And I was scrolling through some notifications during the game just to check shit, and um, like the Brighton of Albion score notification came through. I was like, "Fuck!" and I quickly swiped it because obviously that would have given it was given it away as well. But um, 
yeah, managed to survive live to tell the tale. But yeah, that was really tough. That last minute winner. Was Everyone was keeping a, a stern eye on Ben's iPhone during the whole game. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, people behind um, you, you know, if you I pull it out, sometimes for... people look, don't they? I don't know. Yeah, no, I get that. But yeah, I, I had another situation, actually. So I was obviously, I was in the away end, but I mean, the, the heartbreak of it, coming home, right? I had to go to a family party for a 70th birthday. Um, but they're all from North London. <laughs> And you'll never guess who they support. So there's five Tottenham fans as I got back, um, including one my age and one who's 16. And you can just imagine uh, Jude won't be watching this, but it just as soon as I come in, he's doing this. Yeah, good one. Yeah, good one. I was I was fully expecting it. But to be fair to them, uh, some of them were a bit more humble. Um, but yeah, I did get a bit um, to yeah. be expected, I suppose. But yeah, being impartial I'm, for the night was not easy, put it that way. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that's what it is for me. It's like, Listen, lads, you beat us in the last minute, 2-1, when we arguably were probably the better side for some parts of it. So it's not like you've absolutely trounced us, you know, done a, a Brighton to Crystal Palace. So chill, chill your beans a bit, yeah? It was a, it was a last-minute winner. Um, and, and, and in my opinion, should have been a draw. Like, a, a fair result would have been a yeah. draw. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's going to be my question. Like, even I actually thought we were going to nick it towards the think, end as well, you know? Yeah, so did I. And we'll probably get onto our chances towards the end because like, as soon as Song came on... Weirdly enough, they sat back and you're thinking, oh, well, they're going to go on and win this from when Son came up, but it didn't. Um, I'll say we, if we had to say play a team to win, not being biased, I still think we probably deserved it just from like the amount of good chances that we created. Probably our dominance in the first half and then in the second half of the second half, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think we probably just edged it out of it all. But what a game though, by the way, for the neutral, that was a very, very good game. Two teams. I know people have been saying this every single pundit, but... Two teams that play football the right way. And would you know, it creates a really entertaining match for everyone to watch. So if everyone can play that way, that'd be great. So we'll have a great, great league. They play football the right way till they spend so much time on the floor. Um, and that's the only the thing I always... Well, they, could, they said that about the, us. The, the cheating. Yeah, I know. So I heard... So I was, well, so I was reminded all night, mate. But um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I just, I just thought. I, I guess that's what it's like, isn't it? One side's going to say it, the other side's going to say it, and I've probably got that bit of impartiality still. But at the same time, mate, I, I Madison was just in the refs here the whole time. And what really winds me up more than anything, as you know, is the inconsistencies with yellow cards. Ah, oh, that's that is more annoying than anything. The major decisions. That is more annoying than that. The the, mm. the late flags, the inconsistencies with yellow cards. The players need to take responsibility as well for the cheating and the diving, and that applies to us too. Yeah. But mate, the the one when ones are yellow, then the other one's not, and you're like, but you've just how it doesn't make any sense. That's what really winds yeah, me up. When Madison clapped the referee, moments, I was like, oh my god, he's going to get yellow here. It's like yeah. that would have been the perfect yellow. He literally went up yeah. to his face, and was like being all sarcastic, um, and then everyone around us was just saying, oh, that would have been probably been a blue card. Um, it does ever come to the Premier League and yeah, yeah rightly so that was I don't know how we avoided any any anything there no I know I don't I don't get it but yeah Maz your your thoughts on let's say the first half I mean I thought we were pretty good um you know Danny Welbert was doing some good running in the first sort of 10 yeah. 15 minutes I thought um and we were looking pretty good I mean it probably surprised us a little bit especially when we got the penalty yeah, no, definitely. I, I thought uh, I was actually going to mention Danny Welbeck, funny enough, because um, yeah, you know, uh, uh, he's a great. He's actually been really, really good recently, and he's he he does bring a different 
edge to the team. And yeah, winning that penalty was great. Um, nice little play as well. I, I thought he linked up with Bonanotte quite nicely throughout the game. Uh, and also, yeah, just to be able to win us a penalty when we needed it. Um, and then Pascal Gross with a fantastic finish. Considering we were missing Jao Pedro, Mr. Ice in the veins. It could always you could always have that seed of doubt, you know, the penalty taker hasn't put, taken a penalty for such a long time. Um, in that kind of pressure situation, will they will they mess up? But thankfully, mm. Pascal Gross also has got. He's ice still in done his that veins. technique. You know the technique where he usually well, I think he's missed a couple for us. He like, I don't know he kind of like cuts it like almost drills it rather yeah, than like actually a... striking the ball properly. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. weird why he still does that because like there, yeah, like I said, he's missed it before doing that or hit the bar, skied it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah, at least yeah. this one went in. Yeah, I, I was not confident when he stepped up, I'll be honest. I thought Dunk was. They'd done that thing where Dunk grabbed the ball, made the keeper think, made oh, the yeah, think that Dunk was going to take yeah. the pen. And I was like, oh, you know what? I've got confidence in Dunkey. That would be great. Two goals in the space of two games. That would be nice for him. But yeah, Grove stepped up and I was thinking, oh, is anything like, was it West Brom when he skied out over the bar or hit the crossbar? And then Danny Welbeck uh, followed up, but it was the offside. Yeah. Because the players, oh, I yeah. can't remember what, that was yeah. the really weird offside, wasn't it? Yeah. He's had a few That game against West Brom was just mental. He did anyway. miss quite a few. Yeah. Mm, I, yeah. I, I always, yeah. I remember he scored a penalty against Tottenham um, a couple of years. Well, I think it was first season, wasn't it? So I had yeah, that in my exactly. head. And again, that really wasn't the most convincing. Um, yeah. But yeah, he he's got that. As you say, yeah, the, the the technique is a bit weird, but he did bury it. In fairness, yeah. but yeah, I suppose I'm, I must admit I thought it was going to go wide um, just because of the way he sort of struck it. I thought, oh god, he's he's gone a little bit too far left, but he's gone straight into that side netting. To be fair, and he's had a great game, Pascal Gross. Again, yeah. what a surprise. Um, He's, he's a great player. And also as well, like, well, the penalty side, obviously, Vicario, you can't really do much as a goalkeeper. You know, you can be the hero in a, from a penalty situation, but you're not expected to save them. But he did save them in other occasions, especially in that first half as well. Uh, that save from Welbeck, the curling shot he, he did. Um, that was a yeah, great save from Vicario. So, yeah, that first half um, in general, I thought, I thought yeah, we, we played the good football. Um, you know, players like, Van, I'm sure we'll get onto them, but Van Hecker and Gilmore, um, like Van, Van Hecker's progression as a, as a, as a centre half, he's actually like watching the Super Bowl last. Do you night, mean as a striker? Was, yeah, yeah, he might he might as well play striker, mate. The, the, how far <laughs> he was up at the pitch, Jesus nine, Yeah, literally. Yeah, I, 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 again, I'll, 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 I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but I actually do want to speak about Van Hecker's progression because yeah, really. I love the way he carries the ball. I love it, like because it does add a completely different dimension to the team. However, he can, and I think for the first goal, he was caught out a little bit because he was then so far up the pitch. By the time then they started breaking, he was like sprit, like lung busting back, and he didn't make it in time. And it's not to say he's to blame, but he was so far yeah. up the pitch where it defensively our shape just got a bit skewed. So, but I do I do love his 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 progression, and he's he, he was colossus colossus um, the other day, but unfortunately on the losing side. Just quickly, last thing Again. before we move on from Gross. Um, I just love talking about Gross. And you know, I think in the last episode we spoke about how he still doesn't get spoken about enough. But actually, people in the stadium around me were actually talking about him. One guy even brought up the, the De Bruyne stat. And I was just in, in my head, I was like, oh, thank God someone else is saying it. So I didn't have to turn around and oh, wow. back him up as well. But yeah, he was like, oh, in the past like six seasons that they've been in the Prem, only De Bruyne is ahead of him in chances created. He's like their star player. And I was like, yes, thank you. You actually know ball. So he is finally getting recognition from not just Brighton fans and statisticians. He's actually getting it from random Tottenham he's, fans. He's, from... he's just always involved, isn't he? In, in pretty much yeah. everything good we do, everything. he's there. Mm. So, yeah, speaks volumes. Yeah. 
Did you see the stat of him um, this season as well? Which I only saw. I know it's only like a rating. I can't remember what the app or the, the, or the statistic was. But again, he's like in the top oh, five score, in the Premier League players. Of all Premier League players, is a sofa score yeah. ratings. Uh, I would take what you will from them sort of ratings, I guess. But I mean, it's still pretty impressive because we know how good he is. Um, so that it can't be mm. that badly uh, inaccurate. Um, was it 6.8 he's, 6. 8 he's averaged for us, isn't he, for this season? I don't. I'm just trying to find it now. To be fair, I think it was um, 6.8. You might have to let me off while I'm trying to find. Um, thing is, the Twitter the Twitter thing is not quite easy to navigate. Is it? You, you sort of search keywords. And you're like Pascal Gross. Where is it? Um, he's got 12 assists so far. Uh, 12 goals. Um, 12 assists so far this season. That's pretty mad. To be fair, um, I think I remember when it was like De Bruyne would get like 18, and everyone would say he was a it was a joke. Um, so that's <laughs> that's something. Here you go. I found it. Um, yeah, so if you look at the top f- sofa score ratings, as I say, take what you will away from it. Um, but to give a reference as to who's in the top, so I'll, I'll say the top 10. So you've got Rodri at number one, with 7.95. You've got Mohamed Salah in number two, with a 7.76. You've got Hyunmin Son, um, number three, 7.67. Uh, Phil Foden, number four, and 7.63. Bernardo Silva, 7.63 as well so tight tied um in fourth and pascal gross just literally 0.01 of a degree lower than them 7.62 in sixth and then wow. that's Bakayo Saka, martin odegaard and bruno fernandez behind him um not to mention as well kieran trippier so that's that's mad you know when you look at that's you look huge. at the players and that he's in company with um that's pascal mate that is him he is he is a, a, a fantastic player. Hopefully, people start, do start taking him more seriously. Um, but I, I don't think they will. <laughs> um, but you're no, right to about Jean Pedro missing. Hopefully, he's not out for too long. Yeah, no, true, actually. True, actually. I mean, he's, what, 32, 33. Be a weird investment for a big club to make now. Um, but we'll see. Mm. Um, okay, we'll say, we'll say about the... Um, Van Hecker thing just quickly because you said about it being colossal and I just I just want to give him his flowers as much as he deserves because at times probably you would have questioned particularly Dunk and Estupinian yesterday not saying Dunk was sorry the day before now um, not because Dunk was particularly bad there's a few stray passes uh, Purvis I, I, I don't quite know what's happened to him since his injury to be fair he's not come back the same um, but I, I just thought Van Hecker just was so I, I don't think I saw him miss anything and am I right in saying he's, what, 23 now? Um, I think he had better stats this season than Virgil van Dijk, which is insane. Um, he's going to be begging for a call-up for the Euros as well. Um, your, your, your thoughts, Ben, on, on not just Van Hecker, but I mean, in terms of his his importance now has to be talked about like Lewis Dunk. I mean, he is, he is probably outperforming him this season, to be honest. No, I think he is outperforming it, performing him as well, to be fair. I couldn't imagine Dunk doing the role that Van Heck had, maybe because they're completely different ages and Dunk's a bit more on the older side and maybe not that um, hasn't got the athleticism to keep up with running up and down the pitch following Madison every every way he goes um, and yeah that's a good point actually I didn't even think about the Euros I mean they've got some decent centre-backs out of the Netherlands like De Litt, who plays for Bayern Munich like I said Van Dijk but Van Heck I'm, I can guarantee you he'll be on that plane for sure because he's been unbelievable like one of the best definitely yeah one-off yeah, I was I was going to say if not, but yeah, definitely one of the best centre backs in the Premier League this season, like hands down, ahead of his Dutch counterpart Van Dijk, like we saw on um, Squawker when they did that head to head stuff, and Van Heck out <laughs> outdone him in the stats, which was quite quite insane. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I think like you said, he's been yeah, I think better than Lewis Dunk, which is 
an incredible feat in itself as a Brighton player. Um, but then in terms of when you're comparing him with everyone else in the Premier League, he's been phenomenal. Um, and yeah, if you ask him to do anything, he seems to do it well. I think there was only one hiccup that he made when James Madison actually skinned him and he slipped over, but that's probably about it. Um, and Madison actually went up to him and I think gave him a little bit of stick because it looked like he was quite fed up with the fact that JP was chasing him everywhere he was. It was like Ander Herrera versus Eden Hazard, that meme, where he was chasing around everywhere. Um, but yeah, Van Heck's been phenomenal this season. Yeah, um, yeah. Just just to um, sort of say on. say what um, uh, elaborate a little bit what Ben said as well. I think also what I think I've noticed is where it wasn't happening before. Van Hack is getting spoken about by other fans as well. Like I saw after the Spurs game, a lot of Spurs fans giving him his flowers, which is really nice. And I think that's one thing with Brighton players. Sometimes we go, they go under the radar because we are looked at as like a smaller side and we're not one of the top six. So you know those players don't get spoken about in the same breath. So. It was just, yeah, it was refreshing to see other fans appreciating Van Hecker's talents as much as we do. And um, I think you're right, Ryan. I think he's now arguably one of the first, well, well, no, not arguably. He is one of the first names on the team sheet. Um, I think Deserby sees him as integral to the team and how much he's developed as well from the time going on loan at Blackburn and then coming pretty much straight to the side the season after. Yeah, he's just gone on leaps and bounds since that that loan move and um yeah hopefully he stays around and doesn't get poached by a big side because um he is integral to the way we play and like i said his his ball progression as well is amazing for a center half as well and, and gets the team going yeah I, he screams to me like i said about billy gilmore is that sort of future captain vibe i mean billy gilmore again was brilliant i think they said before i think billy gilmore his biggest thing is he tries to almost be too precise when he passes. So sometimes that can um, end up giving the ball away a couple of times. Cause he try he always tries them line breakers, doesn't he? And I think it's great. It's a great trait to have. Um, but I think when you see the video of him at full time with Deli Ali, um, which is, which was class yeah. by the way, to see both of them talking. Um, and Deli was obviously looking good, looking well, which is nice to see. Um, but more importantly about for us, Billy Gilmore, you can see there, right? When he gives the ball away, I know it's frustrating, but he's such he's just a kid like you see how small he is in comparison to to Deli <laughs> Ali. it's so funny um he's a, he's the same age as actually i think i'm older than him um which is insane so yeah he um he's only little <laughs> so uh, i think With it's that... it just proves that you know thinking 5 6 years how good he's going to be for us it's it's unquestionable yeah. i think it is mad like you think about it, that for his first game for chelsea when he completely dominated the midfield against arsenal everyone was like bloody hell this is going to be like a future chelsea legend um and now to think that we have him and he's going to hopefully be a Brian legend is incredible. Um, but yeah, with that video of Deli Ali, I don't know if I was getting ahead of myself or I was really drunk when I saw it, but I felt like Billy Gilmore was like, you're going to come play for us or something like that. Did he not like kind of flirt with the idea or joke about it? Or am I completely, did I lip read it completely wrong? Or was I the only person I that saw it? I didn't hear that? that, you know, I didn't look at that. Um, I don't know, it looked I like he kind of it, joked though. about. I mean, him. I've just got off a Skype ball with, yeah, it's got off a Skype call with Paul Barr, but oh my God, if you know, you know. If you don't know, you I'm don't mad. know. As simple as that. If you, if you got off a Skype call with uh, Paul Barber, um, just talk to me about Deli Ali, the potential in the summer. Um, hashtag P. Um, but yeah, what do you think, Matt? Yeah. Maybe maybe a move for Deli Ali in the summer. Did, did you speak to Paul Barber on Skype? No, I haven't yet. Um, he, I think I'm chatting up in about, in about an hour, so I'll let you know how it goes, all right? Um, but yeah, he. I don't know. I don't think it would have been that kind of chat. But you never know. You never know. I don't know if I, I don't know if he'd fit into our side. You know, Deli Ali. I'm not sure. Do you know? I, what? I think if Lalana goes, like if Lalana retires, it could be that kind of good replacement, that techie baller that we need. True, actually. In between the striker and the midfield. Is he going to be just another Lalana? 2016 Lallana, Deli, just... mate. 
comparisons Injured with Lampard. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't think it was... Deli Ali. Get, don't get me wrong, I don't think it was... I might be wrong. It's not an injury record. It was obviously just the stuff that's right. happening off the field he, that had made the break. No, but he did get injured quite a bit as well. Oh, was it? Okay. I don't know. I just yeah. feel for part of me, maybe I'm just being a romantic with football, but I feel like he could just rejuvenate his career at Brighton. Like, yeah, what to the be fair, we never sign injury-prone players, do we? Yeah, so. nothing we do. We never do anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, literally. It's just another Lalana, just younger version. But no, I, I, I don't know. Look, it, yeah, like, like Ryan said, a peak Deli Alley would be incredible. But then would a peak Deli Alley co to Brighton? That that would be you know, if you ever go. Well he's not at his level... peak anymore, but we to get fair, into his peak. A bit Barclay's like Bar- a good example, Barclay at Luton, Ryan, yes, thank you. Barclay at Luton. Just, Waves, mate. I, I don't know. I good think example. it's two different cases. I think it's two I, I don't think their paths are the same, Barclay and Deli Alley. Very Sorry, what I'm saying is no, like, that Barkley players, would never. Yeah. Oh, sim- oh, you, similar you players. Fight, yeah. You could fight my yeah. corner, Ryan, because you're saying everything I'm saying at the moment. Yeah. Well, look. Anyway, <laughs> we, don't, we don't know if it's yeah, going to happen. Each other. We don't know if it's going to happen. But uh, my my personally, I, I I don't wouldn't want Deli Ali. But yeah, that's just me. Right, yeah, I've just I'll put be, fifty pounds on Delhi Alley to join Brighton in the summer. So be gamble aware, though. Don't, <laughs> when the fun stops, stops. I I really hope that I really hope that. Um, someone someone is listening to this that was on on brighton twitter in sorry say 2018 19 2018 i think um because the delhi ali paul barber thing it just someone needs to remember that because it's just so funny um but yeah anyway we will <laughs> we'll move on swiftly um so what are we at where are we at with second half um obviously the halftime show i don't know if you enjoyed it but declan mckenna uh, I saw Jack uh, Albion, he sat near me, uh, so I went to go speak to him about it, and uh, we had a little chat about um, antics on Brighton Twitter and God knows what else, and ca- having a little catch-up, of course, um, and yeah, I did. Wait, I could see Jack there. from uh, the no, opposite nice side of the stadium, because of his big yellow coat, it was not. It was really not hard to see him, <laughs> there was only two did people you? in the away end with yellow coats, Yeah, and one of them looked more like Jack Albion than the <laughs> other, so I thought, yeah, there's Jack, like 10, we were probably like 10 or 15 Rose back from the front, maybe, maybe 10. Um, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, he was. He was row, I was yeah. row 10. So he yeah. was row 11. So yeah, that's weird. I'm mad, yeah. The fact you actually <laughs> were not lying, I thought you were joking. Um, <laughs> no, I was being deadly so, serious. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fair enough. Um, no, I thought the second half, I thought, yes, okay, we'll give credit to Spurs. They came into it. Um, they did. They had this a little bit at times. I thought when they scored, it was probably a bit. I thought we were going to capitulate, if I'm honest. I don't know about you guys. I've I've seen that happen before at Brighton recently. Where we yeah. get hit sort of two and two, and then we get a bit worried, and then all of a sudden we've conceded three. Um, but well, I don't the know, biggest I worry was, was seeing Son come about up, you, wasn't Maz, it, right? Yeah, and, and that was before they scored. Yeah, just trying to paint that picture of that saga as to how unlucky you can physically get. Where Dunk's yeah, almost horrible. he's he's done everything right. I mean, we've been torn apart in midfield, but. That 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 block is just so unlucky, man. It's on another day that just goes behind, and if it was us, for example, that's not even going to fall at our players' feet. That's going straight behind for a corner. Yeah, it, it was a horrible goal to concede, and I feel like we say that a lot with uh, with Brighton. We do concede we some do. horrible, unlucky goals, uh, and yeah, it's they like were so Dunkey, unlucky. What, it's actually horrible. Yeah, yeah. Like, what more can he sort of do in that situation? It just the ball forced back to Saar. And he, yeah, he finishes it from like a tight angle. Anywhere, and, um, anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, just anywhere else, but back to Saar. Um, but yeah, also just, just going back to that. It's like a goal uh, you can see on FIFA. 
Yeah, yeah, no, literally, literally, like NPC moment. Um, but no, going back to to Van Hecker again, I'm not blaming him for the goal at all because he he wasn't his fault at all. But just the fact that yeah, he did uh, he did lose the ball so high up the pitch. He was then tracking back, and then it did leave us a bit defensively sort of all, all, all over the shop um, for that breakaway. So yeah, it just um, that defensive breakaway defensively, we just we didn't look great, like the shape. Um, and that didn't help, obviously, Dunkey. And yeah, he was just mm. unlucky. He was just, yeah, it was an unlucky guy. I don't think there was anyone was to it? blame as, as such, but just unlucky. No. I, I, was that the goal when Jason Steele uh, booted the ball and obviously it just didn't go to anyone? Or was that the second goal when that happened? I think that might have been the second goal. You've got me now. Was it the second one? Because be. there was like a scramble in Could midfield be. and then they ended up breaking. I can't remember which one it was, but I mean, I don't want to blame on Jason Steele because I was actually yeah. I was quite disappointed when Verbruggen wasn't in goal because I thought he didn't do anything wrong to not be in goal. But and I normally kind of slate goalkeepers, mm. but I, I think Jason Steele done pretty well against Tottenham, to be honest. He made a few decent saves. Didn't really put a foot wrong apart from that, maybe that goal kick. Um, or it wasn't, he probably he wasn't even a goal kick, it was just in possession. Yeah, no, I thought Jason Steele was really good. So fair play to the boy. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, that save. Um, I agree. Near Posty seems to have sussed out a little bit, to be fair. Mm. Yeah, he's he's... he's to know that sometimes he, he was done and maybe a little bit too easily on the near post, you would say. Um, and I feel like they did t- try and target it a couple of times, but yeah, no, fair play to me. Met his match. I, I actually thought, um, as I say, on the whole, we were pretty good. I thought Tarek was good on the right in the first half, then he sort of went a bit more advanced and maybe lost his legs or maybe a little bit towards the end. I, I thought all round the, the, the team, if you go through individually, we're, we're pretty good, apart from probably. Uh, left back perhaps and maybe a midfield you would say sloppy at times maybe mid, uh, midfield would give the ball away a bit cheaply um, but and that's to be expected as we've always said Caicedo, McAllister you know we keep going back to it but it's true we don't have sort of any presence there do we so it, it goes through us quite quickly but I don't know about you guys but I thought that taking Gilmer off when we did was actually a bit of a shooting ourselves in the foot moment um, not saying it's directly to do with the goal but I just feel like we maybe lacked a little bit of control that we had before um, and then we, we were a little bit too passive coming through, I thought, for the Brennan Johnson goal. And then obviously as it goes in, it's just you just feel totally numb, don't you? I think I actually dropped to my knees and was just holding <laughs> on to them horrible bars in front of you. I hate, I hate that away end. It's rubbish. I'm never going back to Spurs again. Um, I've said this so many times. I've done it four times and it's the last... I promise you it's the last time I'm doing it because I'm not going we back. We never do well there. Because I just got too many bad memories. Nah. But the, mate, the only time I missed it was when Trossard scored that last minute winner. The only time I missed it so oh mate yeah. what goal that was though just but the only time I've been, I've been to Spurs yeah. away was in the it was um, in the cup when Basuma had that worldy game um, that was yeah that was the last time I went to Spurs away um, oh yeah. yeah we still got smashed yeah, we, yeah I think we got like, beat like 
Yeah, four, oh, four? I had a rubbish coffee from Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, that was horrendous game. The highlight three, of the game. Three, three, yeah, three. Sumer was class that day um, and he fucking yeah. left to go Spurs. Yeah, mate, watery oh, coffee, gosh. rubbish. He was. Yeah, he was. But they're talking about, I don't want to talk about it. We've got to talk about it with the Brennan Johnson goal. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get horrible, but I mean, it's a step up, isn't it? It's a mistake at, from Mr. Pinyan and, and it's it, it's an offside trap that's failed. Um, yeah. To be fair, it's a very quick break. They've done very well to get to that position. Uh, but what can you do? Well, as soon as that ball goes across, you know it's going to go in, don't you? As soon as that ball went I, to Son, I, thought like that it was game over. That even if he wasn't going to shoot, like he's going to get that pass like nailed on. If that was Timo Werner and Son was still at the Asian Cup or was did hadn't come off the bench at that point, then we would have been absolutely fine. But the last player on that pitch for Tottenham that you would want that to fall to to put the ball across the box like that was Son, and yeah, he was incredible. It good flick on from Richardson as well. It was just a really, really, really good break. It's just heart heartbreaking when that went in. Brendan Johnson, of all people, who gets a lot of pelts from Tottenham fans, it seems as well. Um, so I think they were quite happy that he scored it. But yeah, that was oh, honestly I could not believe my eyes when I saw that go in. I thought, for fuck's yeah. sake! It, it was frustrating because um, I think we've touched on already. Estepinian, if he just didn't stop running and like trying to appeal for offside, he would have got there before Brennan Johnson, and he would have been able to clear it. So I think that was the frustrating thing. Is like he's he's trying to. Play like just play to the whistle. Like don't don't worry about what the Lino's doing. Just focus on, on do your job, as Roy Keane would say, and just get back there. No, I think he, he tried to get that. Son offside, didn't he? It wasn't no, him know, but, stopping but to no, call offside. No, it was like him yeah, trying yeah. to like catch someone offside. He, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. But essentially, he stopped in his tracks rather than just just keep running. Yeah, like yeah, just yeah. keep going. Yeah, just keep going back to make that recovery. And yeah, he just didn't do it. And yeah, it's just uh, a failed yeah. offside trap, isn't it? Yeah, annoyingly, yeah, um, he just yeah didn't pull it off well at all. Oh. I just got trouble is when you do offside traps right against super quick players, it's marginal. It's so it's a split second. You have to get it perfect, otherwise you're done. And that was that was an example of a high pressing team at their very best for that goal. Um, and you you've got to give credit where it's due for that. It's, it's it's a difference in quality, which probably we didn't have on the day. Um, as we said, Ansu's got Ansu's moment that that had to go in for me, oh. uh, and I thought it was. Um, I'm not going to get on Ansu's back because I get he's been very he's not sharp at all. I can um, if you he's want. been out of it for a long time, but <laughs> um, but I thought that was a goal, mate. I really did. Go on, talk. Just, even about if you're off it, mate. Moment, if you want, even if you're off it, miles off it, haven't played for four years. I think I think John down the street, if I looked at someone there, would kind of get that on target as well. Um, Obviously, that's not the case. John might miss it. But the fact that Ansu, it fell to Ansu Fati, I thought that could be... We were talking about... Sorry, I was talking about it with my friends. Like, what would be who would be funny if they score? Like, if Basuma scored, that would be quite funny because obviously he's playing against us. If Fatty scored because of, he was linked with Spurs in the summer, I thought that would have been brilliant. Um, and yeah, it just goes just past the post. I thought, fucking hell, that would have been it. That could have been it. I don't know what would happen. I probably would have got kicked out because I don't think I would have been able to hold it in. Um, but yeah, that was a really golden chance. Just on that as well, obviously, yeah, it, it was a poor, it was a poor miss. Uh, I don't think there's any way we can sort of sugarcoat it. However, having players like Antu Fati and Matoma back, you could see the difference in terms of going forward. I thought, you know, we, we've talked about how good both teams were going forward. I think they are integral to that. I know Matoma probably probably wasn't his sharpest because obviously he's been out of the team. Um, I don't know. 
But you know, he, he, he looked good, I thought. But yeah, like Antifati, obviously, I think still a bit rusty. But having those those kind of players coming back, I think is going to be huge for us because I think we missed those players. Aside from Crystal Palace, I think we missed those type of players that can run at people. They've got pace. They've got, uh, you know, essentially widers. Like when Adingra comes back, it's going to be great because he's bitten on flames. Obviously, his two assists uh, in mm. the AFCON final as well. And the way he skinned Oliana as well for that goal is that that's the kind of play we're missing. Um, and to have that okay. back, I think it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be great uh, when it comes back. Yeah, it's really good to see Wilfred Zaha win the Africa Cup of Nations as well. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad sake. you mentioned, um, what's his name? Yeah. Sorry. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Kuru. Um, yes. Because let's, I think... Give him his flowers. That, that first touch, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... This is my... I don't even think it's that unpopular. It's not that unreasonable. For players that I've seen... Right, physically seen. I've seen. I did. I counted up my games. I've done about two hundred fifty games in my lifetime. Right, and I've seen great players. I've seen your Messi. I've seen Ronaldo. I've seen Neymar. I've seen Suarez play live. Right, and this isn't to discredit any of the above because I'm not going to associate Messi in this conversation because he's different level. He's in. He's in a bracket of his own. Right, but I've not seen any player play against Brighton or for Brighton that has a better first touch. And Karim Matoma. And if you don't believe me, watch a 90-minute match of Brighton and see how many times Karim Matoma fails to control the ball. If you can honestly give me a tally of how many times he fails to control the ball, then we can see... Because I'd love to get a stat. If there's a way of working out that stat, of how many times Matoma actually hasn't been able to control a football, I'm yet to really see it. And I've tried, And I honestly try and see if I can find him miss it. But he doesn't. And it's like, even if it's a ridiculous angle, the one in the first half, two of them, when Doug's out, unbelievable pass, by the way, the outside of his foot, he's plucked out of the sky. And then the other one, sort of come at a diagonal, he's jumped, but almost like a, a second jump, if you like, and he's bought it out of the air again, bought it down. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how he does it. I really don't. And like, okay, look, Neymar, Mares, Messi, different level players. But I've, I just genuinely, I, I'd put it on that similar sort of level of control. I've not seen a close control like that. Um, and I don't, I don't think that the people will call me delusional because they won't watch it. They won't see it. Um, and I'd love to say, like, if there, if there was a Big Six fan that's disagreeing with me, probably one of the Big Six players, I'm sorry, um, podcasts, they'd be like, oh, you, you, watch, you didn't watch this. I'd be like, yeah, where were you at the game? You weren't there. Oh, surprise. what a surprise. What a surprise. You watched it on telly. So that's what I'm like. I, I genuinely, in my, in my own eyes, haven't seen a better control of a football than Karim Matoma. Full stop. Apart from maybe Paddy McCourt, but we'll leave that where it is. <laughs> I'm glad you said Paddy McCourt. But no, I think, I think I spoke to you after the game as well, right, about Matoma. <clears throat> He'd obviously seen my or seen our team the season so far video. And yeah, got really yeah, yeah. disrespected that I left him out, um, and he's re-stepped <laughs> it up ever since he's come back. But yeah, I think he was one of the biggest positives from that game. He was so good down that left-hand side. Yeah, ran Pedro Porro ragged at most at most times. And yeah, his first touch is incredible. His pace looked like he was back on it as well. He looked so so sharp, even though he would just come back. I don't really know how many minutes he got at the Asian Cup, to be honest, because the only uh, game he, I saw he didn't actually play. Yeah, I, think, I don't think he started much. Start for at least. Yeah, I think he came off the bench. Twice, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't well, think but yeah, he looked unbelievable. So it's so nice to have him back. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't, I don't think the Japanese manager rates him that much. 
Um, but yeah, it's good for us, I suppose. It means, because that was our whole thing, wasn't it? The fatigue <laughs> problem um, was uh, a big issue, wasn't it? We were talking about, is he fatigued? Is, has he been overplayed? Is he getting the support, especially with when Esther Pinion was out? Um, I think that was the big talking point, right? And then he went to the Asian Cup and we're like, shit, he's going to play loads of, he's going to play loads of minutes and get even worse, like as in more tired and more fatigued. But actually, in actual fact, it seems like, he didn't play that much, which might have been good. It might have given him that bit of respite uh, that he needed potentially, and but still kept him match fit. So I think we we, we were the winners out of that, and um, obviously we beat Japan as well, Iran. So that was always nice, and we got the timer back. So win win. Win win. Yeah, no, totally fair. Um, but yeah, Karu, what player? As we know, Adingra now, okay, because we need to talk about Simon, um, mate. What an achievement! What an unbelievable achievement. Um, I know that it's not... We've seen the World Cup at Brighton now. So, you know, it's just AFCON now. This is this is massive. Um, really, really the impressive. Euro's next, I, mate. I, I tell you what, I'm so happy for him. Na- Euro's next. See, Lewis, mate. I'm just Lewis saying, done. I don't want anyone else to win it, to be fair. It'd be nice <laughs> if Lewis is the one to do it. Um, yeah, it'll be Pascal Gross, won't yeah, it? Um, let's talk about Simona Dingra, guys. Yeah, for God's sake! Yeah, yeah, last, last minute penalty. He does one of them drivers against us. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> waiting for it. Um, but yeah, no. Um, let's talk about Simona Dingra, mate. Because um, could you imagine? I like this is a player that was. Do you remember last season when we were talking about him on loan at USG, saying he's going to come over, going to be this great little talent? He's only twenty, twenty-one, and. You know, no one knew who he was. We would say about Adingra coming back, and even in our own fan base, a lot of our fans didn't know who he was. Um, and then fast forward, not even a year, and he's become such a great player. And he's only 22. He's now won the Afcon, and he got two assists, as Matt said earlier. Um, ben, your thoughts on Simon Adingra is not just the fact he's won it, but his performances have been. He got man of the match. He won um, Afcon Young Player of the tournament as well. Um, it must be huge for him to bring back here. Yeah, it is mad, like you said, from being not a nobody, but a nobody, especially in European football, not that long ago, to then being one of the most talked about stars in uh, in AFCON is incredible. The amount of times that the Sky Broadcast brought up Brighton as well, which is, <laughs> it's just mad that we were the talk of the talk of the broadcast on a number of occasions. It just goes to show like how good the club is doing. But yeah, he was incredible and thoroughly deserved to win. The young player, I didn't even know he won the young player of the tournament, so that's definitely due. Um, and to get the two assists, setting up Haller for his special goal, because I know the Dingra, we should talk about Dingra, but we yeah, need to mention respect to Haller, yeah. We need to mention Haller, like the, the journey has been on incredible. Let me just try and find a cut. Yeah. I want to get this back right, yeah. Diagnosed with testicular cancer in 2002, returns to professional football after overcoming the cancer in 2023, and then scores the winner in the AFCON final with an incredible finish. Great ball from a Dingra, but. Just like the top, the top of his boot on the underneath of his foot, no, such puts a it in the top yeah. corner. It was sensational. Um, if you could write that yeah. script, um, that was the perfect ending to Afcon. And like, even just Ivory Coast in general losing their manager midway through, getting rid of him, getting a bloke that thinks that was his first ever managed manager job, and then he won the tournament. It's just an insane story, and that's the beauty of Afcon. But yeah, Dingra, a uh, shining light in that team for sure. Yeah, I I think it's just really special just for him. It was you know? 2022, not 2002. Yeah, you said 2002. <laughs> oh, did I say 2002? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, I was literally reading yeah. it as well. How did I say 2002? Just to clarify. Yeah, I think Haller would have been about five or something. But anyway, um, right. 
uh, what was yeah. going to say? Adingra, he yeah was fantastic yesterday, and um, he's he's grown. I think as the tournament went on as well, you could see his confidence grow as the tournament went on, and and I think hopefully he brings that form back with him to Brighton. I'm sure he will, and hopefully we give him a McAllister esque welcome as well. We'll give him a big party at the training ground, get all the you know um, so sparklers out. Yeah, I, th- I think he deserves it, and it, like uh, he's 22, uh, like you said, Ryan, he's a young lad. And to, yeah, to win the AFCON at such an early age and hopefully achieve great things with Brighton, you know, we could have a, a European run and even win it this year. Imagine that, an AFCON and a European uh, title to his name in one year. That would be incredible. Mm. But yeah, he's been a big miss and I, and I can't wait to see him back. It's refreshing to see Brighton players not be bottlers in these kind of big games now as well and actually being the player that t- changes the changes the script because I think we really grabbed the ball by, by the horns in that game. Like back in back in well, not even like five years ago. You think if a bright player's in the final, we probably do something dodgy and lose it. But yeah, we've got some clutch players now that are, have got experience in these massive games, so it's only a benefit for us as well. Yeah, Lewis Dunk's going to score a really goal in the European final now. Because um, I think I was only saying, <laughs> yeah, Lewis Dunk's still sure, mate. That's the trouble. But no, I'm glad <laughs> you mentioned it because um, you know I was only saying this. Yesterday, actually, I, maybe, I was talking to my dad about it and um, we were saying about, you know, the fact that it doesn't seem like long ago that we were pretty much irrelevant in these sort of situations. Now everyone's talking about us, but more to the point, like a Dingra's playing in this final, playing so well in this final and being genuinely one of the best players. It probably was the best player on the pitch. Um, and as you, as you say, like it wasn't long ago that these bottlers, this the, the, the Brighton DNA was to bottle it. And, you know, like Alexis McAllister, for example, in the World Cup final, was probably one of the best players on the pitch again, um, and was probably one of, if it wasn't for Messi, probably one of Argentina's Argentina's best players. Um, so the fact that you know, I, I say this about Deserbi loosely because I know he hasn't exactly got a big stack full of trophies in his cabinet, but he's a young manager. For me, um, I think that his mentality, you know, the way that we play football, I actually fancy us more in like Europe. I actually fancy us more in co- competition football than I do in a league, um, just because of. You know, we're quite inconsistent in the league. You know, we've had the 4-0 loss against Luton. Then we come back 4-1 against Palace. Then we lose 2-1 against Spurs. Probably shouldn't have lost against Spurs in fairness. But, I mean, I, that, the inconsistency of results. When, but then when I look at us in the tournaments, it's, we're, we're like, we're bang, bang, bang. We're, we're very serious. And I think the mentality there, as you say, Ben, like Adingra, you know, we've got these players now that are representing their countries at young ages. I think it's just going to keep breeding. And actually, I think it's going to help us in the, I don't know about you, Maz, but I feel like it's going to help us in this last home stretch now for the Euro, for the Europa League, even if we do bottle it in the in the Premier League, which you know, I say bottle it, but I don't think we'll get as high as we did last season. But we've got a good opportunity now for two potential major trophies, genuinely, with our players coming. Yeah, up. no, hundred percent. And I, th- I think as well, it's like um, you look at you've got the experienced heads, you've got like the Lewis Dunks, the Adam Alanas, the Danny Welbecks, you've got that group there, and now you've got the young sort of up and coming leaders. So you mentioned Van Hecker. Gilmore. You can even look at Adingra now. Could he be a, a person you look to in those moments? Jao Pedro shown on time and occasion that he's got ice in his veins. So you've got these two groups now. You've got the, the experienced heads and you've got the young sort of experienced heads as well. So you've got a really nice balance and mix of, of personalities and leaders, I suppose, that can get you through those big games, those big moments. So yeah, why not? Why can't we win the FA Cup? Why can't we win the Europa League? There's no, there's no reason why we can't. It's just, yeah, 
it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. Um, but we have definitely got players that are capable of doing it. Um, they've all played in big stages now. Look at Matoma at Asia Cup. Look at Dingra at the AFCON. Um, you just look around the team. Jao Pedro played for Brazil. Dunkey at England. Like We just got around the team just internationals and players that are experienced. And I think, yeah, definitely. Why not? Why not dream, boys? Why not dream? Agree, Ben. Any any add-ons to that? No, no. I think yeah, I totally agree that we do have a good balance of players, and even the young players um, are players that can come in clutch in the big moments. So, yeah, I don't. There's not much more for me to say other than completely agreeing. We are we are in a very good place in tournament football, it yeah, seems, which yeah. is something I probably didn't think we were going to be at the beginning of the season, but now we do seem same to be yeah same yeah completely. Agree. Yeah, I fancy, I don't know, just like when I saw the Marseille game, the Ajax game, I wasn't worried, you know, I wasn't, even in, in the Marseille game where Jao Pedro scored last minute, I wasn't, I didn't think we we're going to lose. I don't know, I I feel like when I go into the Europe game, I'm like, yeah, I think we're going to win, I think we'll be okay. Whereas then when we're, we're in the Premier League, like Sheffield United, for example, I know this isn't a preview, um, but I'm, I'm not so confident. I'm not, I don't want to go to Bramall Lane because I don't think we'll win. Um, and that's just me as a Brighton fan, historically, seeing this against the lower leagues. Um, but I don't know. That's just me. I don't know. I think I feel like I, I trust this more. It's probably just a mentality thing. It's probably not yeah. actually a thing. But I feel like I fancy us more in a, in a European competition. But I don't know. We'll see. It's just funny. Um, we okay, got battered 4 0 by Luton. Covered, boys? And then, sorry. They got, well, sorry. Yeah, we got battered 4 0 against Luton. And then Sheffield United go and beat Luton at uh, Kenilworth Road on the weekend. That's just. Classic football, classic Premier League football, really, isn't it? Um, Premier League football. I think we should win. We should win against Sheffield United. Um, uh, but yes, no, I don't think there is much more. I've got to shoot soon. So I think if that's the last thing we've spoken about, then let's wrap up. But unless Maz has something else. No, all good for me. Go on, Maz. Nice one. Um, hopefully we get... Uh, let's get some messages for um, Jack Hitchwood, by the way, out for... What said is oh, three yeah. months. I think I would trust it as well. Um, you know, could hopefully before the end of the season. Um, yeah. But if not, might be a bit of a tough one with, with a fractured foot. Been playing it for a few weeks, so hopefully uh, you couldn't you couldn't yeah, miss Palace, could you, Jack? Not. So you know what I mean. So <laughs> if if you've been playing on it for if the rumours are true, you've been playing on it for a few weeks, and you you did play against Palace with a broken foot, hey, you wouldn't have scored otherwise. So it's all worth it. Maybe that's why he only scores with his head. <laughs> yeah true true yeah, I don't want to hit it probably did it when he hit it against Spurs he hit it so hard yeah he probably, probably did it there probably. but um, no um, yeah hopefully Jao Pedro as well is back sooner rather than later because I do think we missed him uh, particularly in that Spurs game that, just that running and all that sort of thing so two massive players hopefully we get them back welcome Ibrahim Osman as well because we haven't been on since we've been yeah. able to mention him uh, new £20 million pound man uh, looking forward to seeing a, and... another 19 year old link up next season but and Barco soon as well. Like it's just quite incredible. We're kind of a good time and bad and time. Bad timing losing players. You know, we lose Hinchwood, Veltman comes back, that's very handy. Lose Jao Pedro, Fatty comes back, even if he was a bit off it. Matoma comes back. So we got quite lucky there. It could have been a lot worse if all of the players are out still. But um yeah, Dingo coming back, Barco coming back. Um we are in a good position despite the difficult result to take against Spurs. But you know, if that was a draw, we would be a lot more positive for sure. Mm. We'd be happy. Yeah, I agree. 
Nice one. Make sure you comment below any of that stuff, anything you've agreed with, disagreed with. Or if you just want to comment something, comment that Tottenham are a bunch of cheats. Um, and yeah, stop the diving, up the album. We'll see you uh, just before Sheffield United. And um, yeah, thank you boys for joining me. Let me show you like, comment, subscribe. And uh, we'll see you very soon. And goodbye. Peace. <laughs>